It felt like my soul had been someplace else for a really, really long time. I entered into the eye of the storm of grief that I had been carrying. I, I began to cry. The littlest thing would just send me into an anxiety spiral that, like, it's just one little thing. Why is this little thing ruining my day? Elicinia is a unique psilocybin retreat based in Mexico with a focus on meditation, neuroscience, and brain health. I had zero doubt that this was something that I was going to go through and actually do. That self-compassion sort of had trickled into every little part of my life. I hadn't laughed that hard in so long. The profoundness with which I experienced like reality, the magnitude of the beauty was just completely overwhelming. Jeannie, thank you so much for coming to the show. It is so wonderful to see your face again. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you to Elusinia? My name is Jeannie. I'm 39. And I decided to come to Elusinia. I don't think ever it's one reason why you decide to hop on a plane to Mexico when you have a three-year-old and leave your family behind and go take large doses of mushrooms. I think there's many things that begin to start to press in on you that says, I need on many levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, something, a reboot, a giant reboot. And you don't know how to do that. And you can't really do a giant reboot or it's very difficult to do a very big reboot like that. When you're constantly being bombarded with the things that are potentially making you sick. And so being able to take yourself out of that time and space for just a little while was one of the main reasons I sought that container and that comfort. So you found the website and signed up. Did it particularly call to you for any reason or? I think mushrooms are very popular where I'm at. And so it wasn't like I could do them at my home, but I really was wanting a container to hold me. And I was really wanting to like wanting people who are obviously a lot more knowledgeable about the product and about how to administer it than I was. And so I was looking online and I found other retreats and what drew me to Ellicinian was their focus on really preparing me to bring it home as a mental wellness plan. And I think that is the largest difference. I could have gone to another retreat and had an amazing experience, but would I have been able to come home and transmit that into my wellness plan? My rose-colored glasses of beauty are starting to fade. And now that experience is left in Mexico. Well, that's not how Ellicinian sets you up. They say, here is everything you need. Here is a step-by-step -step guide to be able to continue that journey and support yourself. And even as far as support my family, because now my husband has taken them since I've been home. And I was able to impart all the knowledge that I gained from Ellicinian, from everything they taught me of how to set up a container, how much your dosage should be, how to grow I did not find anywhere else a retreat that was able to set me up with the focus of mental wellness. 
Can you tell us a little bit about how hard was it to figure out the logistics when you have a three-year-old at home? Was your family supportive of helping you get there and get to a retreat and leaving your three-year-old? And can you tell us, you know, why they felt that it was important for you to go or how, how does that feel? It was difficult. I'm not going to say I hopped on the plane and anxiety didn't come with me. There was a lot of intention and support that was given to me, but it took a lot of effort on all three of our parts, my toddler being one of them. And, you know, finding the right time, you know, she was three. She was in a place where her dad felt confident and it wasn't like it was easy. But I think that we all knew at that point that as a mother, my cup was no longer full. When you're not drawing from a source of fullness, everyone is feeling the harshness of that, you know, instead of a response being able to come from a loving, full cup it's coming from this desperate drained container you know you're sharp your edges are sharp the voice is loud and no one wanted me like that anymore and they knew my potential that's not who my true self is and they were more than willing to hold the space so that I could go fill my cup that is so amazing so when you arrived at Elisinia did you feel like it was a good place for you or how are you feeling on directly you know, I mean, it depends on what your belief system is. And believe me, my postpartum journey has encompassed everything from a hardcore atheism to the high of spirituality. And, you know, when I decided to embark on this journey, it was like, I have never somehow had travel go as easily as it did to Ellicinian. The flights were on time. I mean, Ellicinian does an amazing job of communicating trying to get my three-year-old settled. I'm like, what do you wear to a psilocybin retreat? I've got my entire closet exploded all over my bed. And they were just very graciously texting me like, we're going to see you tomorrow. We're going to pick you up at the airport tomorrow. And so it was just like the support during the entire trip was there holding me, you know? And so I arrive at the airport and it was just like, I'm texting the facilitator. He's Telling me where to go. Even as a strung out mother who literally booked the trip and then forgot about it, you know, it was just like, it was very apparent that they were totally capable to handle that kind of client and knew how to usher me from my chaos of my life into their totally capable hands from the airport in Mexico the long bus ride to Ellicinian and then I get off, you know, the van and I need to pee really bad. And there are people there to hug me and to help me with my bags from the beginning. Oh, here's this. I knew you were hungry. It was very, it was so like being held from start to finish. Amazing. So were you able to sleep okay that night before the macro dose? I do have a therapist that I'm working with. So the anxiety that anyone, but especially a mother who's left her child would have, I'm like actively working through. So I definitely had resources that I've been cultivating to help me calm down. I slept very well there. I mean, the time change was a little bit of a difference. I really wasn't one of those that was nervous about a large dose of psilocybin. <laughs> Being able to like have that experience and 
I mean, in postpartum, you spend every waking moment being worried and providing for someone else. And for the universe to have given me or I gave myself this opportunity to only be held by someone else. It was a week of receiving when I have spent three years giving. Well said, well said. So then how was your macrodose journey? Like what was your first experiences and then where did you move? Ellicity and one of the wonderful things that they do is from the beginning is they prep you with how to help your experience. So they tell you as much as they can about how your experience is going to go. And so they give you the language to start working with your experience. And so they were like, hey, when you hit this dead end, try this. Or when you feel like you're kind of in a negative cycle, do this. I would notice those things in my experience like, oh, they said this was going to happen. And now I had a little bit more tools in my tool belt of how to facilitate that for myself. And then before we even started, they set up the container of meditation and breathing so that your body on a physical level was really prepared and in a calmer state. Even if you were excited or nervous, your body itself was in a calmer state. So like the breathing and a meditative practice and then the the meditative walking, which, you know, you're kind of, your nerves are excited and they have us doing this slow walking, which is very counteractive to what my mind was doing. But the beautiful way the facilitators you know, have planned it was really nice. And so, yeah, you did have a big experience that day, but what were the first places that you went to in your mind and where did you move? After I began to feel the psilocybin come on, I decided to move myself. They have a beautiful setting and an outside setting. So you feel very safe being outside. And so I situated myself on this beautiful chair, lounge chair with an umbrella over me so I wouldn't be burnt. And I just sat there for a little while as I let the mushrooms begin to seep in and some beautiful vision started. And I mean, I think that's the thing that Ellicinian has at every turn knew how to catch you. And so they knew that I was going to need an umbrella. So the umbrella was there. They knew that I would need an eye mask and some headphones. So they were within my reach so that in my altered state of consciousness, I didn't have to go looking or even worry myself with that. And so as the mushroom set in, I began to really have those nice visions taking over. And then the facilitator ratio for us was what was like 10 of us and five of them. So if I ever, if I wanted to be alone in my space, I was alone in my space, but then I could just turn my head and then there would be someone walking by and I could, you know, reach out with my voice or a body movement and someone would come and check on me and support me. And I was really in a beautiful space of being able to see just more clearly a life that I wanted to live. That's beautiful. So were you feeling compassion and, you know, for yourself and everything that you've been through in your family or what else was going on? It wasn't even compassion. The way I've kind of described it is when I'm at home and when I like in the throes of motherhood and postpartum and it's like an ant looking at a boulder and it's like it's straining and it's like how do I move around this 
very large object in my life and it's perseverating and it's worrying and it's anxiety and it it's so encompassed. And when I took the psilocybin, what began to happen was instead of this ant perspective of me very narrow focused on this giant rock, I all of a sudden had the bird's perspective and I'm just seeing everything from this bird's eye view. And it became, it wasn't even compassion. It was like, wow, it was awe because I no longer have to worry about the boulder because it's not even a boulder. It's like, I see the entire picture and I realize that this is just futile isn't a good word because it does lack compassion but to say that it's all going to be okay is like so meaningless when you're the ant looking at the boulder but when you have this bird's eye view and I think I was just really in awe of the joy of what the big picture looks like versus this itty bitty ant being so encompassed by a rock (laughs) you know it was so funny to me Oh my God, Jeannie, I love your analogy so much. Like nobody has put an analogy of motherhood like that or the perspective like that in words for me before. So that's beautiful. So you had a different perspective, which alone is so huge. And then was there anything else that came about that day? When you're in the psilocybin, not only does it give you visuals, but it gives you a vision. And when you're in motherhood, you have like one set of lenses that you're looking through. And sometimes those lenses might be happy because you're so blessed and well, you feel kind of blessed and sometimes you feel kind of angry. And so there's so many mixed emotions with motherhood that are all being filtered through this lens. And the beautiful thing about psilocybin is it takes those glasses And it just gets rid of them and replaces them with a new lens of capability. And I think one of the wonderful things that Ellis Sinian does is it gives you your power back as a mother. Because when I was in postpartum depression, the only thing that they offered me was pills that wouldn't necessarily alter my mood, you know, but I was dependent on those pills. It was very enabling. It was very kind of crushing because if I obviously wanted to be the best I could be for my daughter, but to do that, I had to take these pills. And it was just very soul crushing because obviously I didn't want to hurt her and I wanted to show up as my best self. And I wasn't being that, but do I have to pin on a pill? So it really begins to seep your power out of you and you're kind of like cuffed, handcuffed to this only option. Now with Ellicinian and like them being like, you have the control over how you want your mental health to be going forward. When you take psilocybin, depending on the dose, you're changing that perception. Even with a tiny dose, a smaller dose, I all of a sudden had something in my own tool belt that I could be like, you know what? I want to be able to change my perspective and I can be in the driver's seat and I can drive this instead of allowing someone to just be manipulated by something else. 
Yeah, that was also a really good analogy. I really loved it. Yeah, there is something interesting about the way we subconsciously perceive it when we do get prescribed a medicine. You know, we start to believe, okay, well, this is a medicine for people who are mentally ill, and now I'm taking it, so I must be mentally ill. Whereas if you move out of that framework and you're able to work with psilocybin because you're starting to pay attention to your mental health cues, even though in both scenarios you are ingesting something, to try to navigate your mental health. But for some reason, the way it's framed can be really hard for us subconsciously. So I liked your description. I mean, definitely like no shame if you have to ever take pills to do whatever you need to do to get your mental health where it needs to be. But for me, those pills like the Xanax or the Ativan, they bring you down. And I was already down. You know, I was my soul, my body, my mental state, my spiritual state was all very low. When I look back in my journal, it's like the way I describe myself is a wet rug. Everything is so low, you know? And I think that was the beautiful things. We want to have this different bird's eye view. We want to be lifted up in our body and our soul and our mentality and our vitality, you know? And I just think that that's what it provided for me. It was like this, do I need to suppress or do I want to like allow it to all just be open into the light? So you mentioned that you had a really big change of perspective. Do you also feel like you had a lot of release, releasing those years of feeling like you were the ant staring up the boulder, that you were the wet rug? How did that come out and what did that feel like after? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the beautiful things about a macro dose is that, I mean, because it's all just a perception. Like I perceived I was the wet rug. That's not who my soul really is. No soul is created to be a wet rug. You're not serving anyone. You're not serving your child as a wet rug. It's not, it's not true. It's a lie. And taking a macro dose, I had a beautiful experience because I got to see myself as this light as this shining light. I'm not saying it wasn't difficult because when you're feeling yourself as a wet rug and then all of a sudden you see yourself as the shining light, you're like, this feels very strange. Like when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly and it's getting out of a chrysalis, it's not like, oh yes, some of it feels good because you're releasing, but some of it feels very uncomfortable as well. And so there is a level of uncomfortableness that is present. And I kept repeating to myself, why is waking up so hard? You know, because you're totally rewiring your brain to think differently and pruning sometimes feels, feels uncomfortable to put it mildly. So then how did you feel after that macrodose experience integrating with the group? Did you feel like you had a sense of connection even though you guys had different backgrounds or? One of the things that Ellicinian does is that it does an amazing job at integration. So I came out of my macro dose exhausted, exhausted emotionally, exhausted physically. I mean, after you have this kind of ripping and rewiring, you're very, very fragile. And they, Ellicinian, yet again, was there as handholds and support and holding in a very caring way. And Tanya, thank you for your what you provided of just like they knew that you would need integration. They knew that you would need to sit and 
talk one-on-one to synthesize your experience because even the negative bits that I had began to be reworked as I talked it out with you. And I wouldn't say we like reshaped it. It was almost like it needed to be reshaped. It needed to be like, how do you want to continue this process? Because it's not the mushrooms making this happen to you. You are an active participant preparing yourself before you get there and now integrating it. And so this is you working with the clay. What do I want that experience to look like? For me, I wanted it to look like an awakening. I wanted to look like, how am I going to take this home? How am I going to change my perspective? And so for me, it was just that, that integration part was huge. And then hearing the other people's stories, I mean, it was just jaw dropping, hearing them and being able to connect with them. And what Ellisonian is really amazing at is no one had my story and no one really looked like me. It was such a diverse crowd, a lot of older people. And that to me spoke volumes because here are people who are just so brave to be able to step so far out of their comfort zone. I mean, Mexico, going to Mexico, I mean, I've traveled a bunch. I've taken some plant medicine. It was a stretch. I had to leave a three-year-old and I'm not saying that that's not a big thing, but watching them be so stuck in their ways, but being driven just by pain alone was unbelievable to me because I've seen so many people in my life who have been in that much pain and cannot break out of their box. So these people breaking out of their box, going to Mexico and taking psilocybin and having these amazing experiences was one of the best parts by far. That's so amazing. And how did you feel during your DMT day? So I had a really long macro dose day. And by the end of it, I was really worn out and it was really hard by the end of it. So it was like all the joys, all the highs, highs. And then there were these low lows and the integrating with Tanya definitely helped kind of begin to like shape that experience. But then the DMT just solidified it. It was like, no, it just almost solidified the bird's eye view. It was like, this is the canopy you will look from for now on. DMT is much quicker, 15 minutes versus several hours. So, you know, your body doesn't get as worn out during it. And so it was very lovely. And yet again, Ellisonian, you know, Jessica, one of the facilitators is on the right. The Corandera, Josefina is on my left. Both of them are holding my hands during the experience, which is just like so grounding. You know, I was, again, supported, cradled, held with love in between these two women's like these pillars of green, you know? And as the DMT took on and, you know, I could feel myself wanting to forget to breathe, their cueing and their presence reminded me to stay present in my body. And I had an amazing experience. Wow, that is so incredible. And then did you also have a good experience on your mini dose day as well? One of the ways they set you up with a wellness plan is because in my life, taking a macro dose and being out for several hours isn't a possibility right now. I mean, I was able to to get out for a week, but actually my day-to-day doesn't actually provide that. So showing me what a mini dose feels like is something that I can totally put in my toolkit. So it's bigger than a micro dose. It's something that I can feel the effects of, I can be in control of. They taught me different things to help me 
control it better through breathing or through meditation. And so now I think that the mini dose was, I had a really great experience. It was mild. I was able to use breath work and meditation to help really tap in and feel it more. And then it was, it was workable. I was always in my body, but I was very introspective, which was very fun. At the end of it, we were able to go on a social hike and I was able to be social in that way. And before that, I was able to just sit by myself. And, you know, I think as adults in this day and age, we lose the ability to self-soothe. How do I fill my own cup? And the mini dose is going to be the way that I continue to fill my own cup until like I can make time and space for a macro dose because I can make a container that I can handle. I can set it up with things that fill me up. And then I can be able to be a mom enough time where that I could still parent my daughter at some point that day and be able to tag back in with my husband. So at closing ceremony, I remember you speaking about the strength of the women at the retreat, even the guests who attended. And that's something that really resonated with you because of the journey that you've been on as uh, becoming a mom and postpartum depression and going through all that you had gone through. And now I know that you're pulling in more women in your life in your area. And so like, what does that, what does that look like? As women, we're expected to just do so much. How are you supposed to work and be a mom? I didn't even know how to be a mom like I wanted to be a mom. There was no example set for me. It's very lonely road, you know? And so using psilocybin as a way to connect with women is really interesting because now you're speaking on a level of just emotional authenticity that sometimes we don't even, as women, give each other. And so that is who held me during the Ellicinian was the women there. And I mean, I'm not saying the men were amazing as well, but it was like, we all want to have that female face supporting us, have that strength and power that only the feminine can, can hold. You know, because as much as we love the masculine and love that male energy, when you're feeling that vulnerable, which you are in motherhood, you want to be held by someone else who can tap into their vulnerability. You know, I think that's what I'm seeing here too, where I live is like being able to come home and women who are using this medicine, they see that vulnerability and they can show up like that instead of having to posture or be consumed by things that just are only gonna wear you out, you know? Wow, that's so amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. And it, it sounds so true and rings so true to me that, you know, it is very isolating and we can, especially post COVID, you know, we've just become so isolated. Women that can really show up, it starts to clarify your bubble or your box of who you want in your life. And you just described it perfectly. Obviously I don't have Tanya and Jessica and Josefina in my sphere at home, but what they were is they were mirrors of this is what strength looks like. This is what vulnerability looks like. And as a woman who was very masculine coming into motherhood and I was an athlete and I ran and I needed to keep up with the guys, there wasn't anything in my life where I was in touch with vulnerability. Vulnerability wasn't allowed because it would be what would get you cut off. It would be what would get you hurt. When you have a child, 
Your child demands vulnerability. There's only one way to mother. And so you are vulnerable with her or him. And so being able to see what strength and vulnerability looked like in a mirror of you guys was so profound. And it's something that I'm definitely trying to cultivate, but you have to have a mirror to you or else you don't know you're going to look at your husband or the masculine men in your, the masculine women in your life and be like, why do I feel a disconnect? Wow. Interesting. That is so beautiful. What a slam dunk. And I know that you did describe what it felt like and before you came to Elisenia really well. And I know you wrote something down. Are you interested in reading what he wrote about? I'll read. So I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but Tanya gives a beautiful prompt at the end. And it was something that really put a beautiful stamp on my journey as a prompt to journal with, but I took that prompt and I applied it to postpartum. So one of the things that she has us to do is write where we come from. So I come from is the first prompt. And then we follow it up with I am becoming. So this was my, I come from my postpartum viewpoint. I come from soggy, wet rug, no energy, lethargy, overwhelm, depression, incapable, incomprehensible, out of touch, strung out, sleepless, detached, removed, and scattered. So that's definitely not how you want to be mothering, but like, unfortunately, that's where I kind of felt myself. So this is what I am becoming. Connected, absorbed, bigger picture, bird's eye view, perspective shift, in love, compassionate, understanding, still, wonder, awe, evolving, laugh out loud, goofy and growing. Oh, that is so beautiful. What a wonderful descriptive difference between the two. Thank you so much for sharing that. It did. It, it brought it very much back of what it felt like to be in postpartum depression and just kind of the pit of it, you know, and to know that that's totally just a perspective and like being able to empower myself that when I start to feel that creep in that I can do something about it, you know, and maybe all your tools aren't working anymore. I meditate, I do yoga, I do, you know, I, I do my positive mental attitude. I just need to be grateful. God damn it. Why can't I be grateful for this amazing life that I have? Well, it's okay if you can't and like allowing yourself to reach for a mental health tool that will lift you up above that rut you're in is really like a gift for me. Oh, Jeannie, thank you so much. You've been such a teacher to me and are such a reminder of how important women are and the truths about motherhood. And it doesn't get spoken. And I just love to hear it out loud because the trials and tribulations are so rough and so ineffable, just like the psychedelic experiences. So it's wonderful to have had you share today. Is there anything else that we didn't go over that you wanted to share? No, feel pretty good about it. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations for mothers in postpartum depression that are trying to make arrangements to find something like this? Or what would you say to those women? You know, it's really funny how the universe works. When I actually was in postpartum depression, someone mailed my husband some mushrooms. He grew a large thing of mushrooms. 
we had them in my house. But for some reason, I thought that was just for like him getting high and he was looking for an out. And it's like, I didn't own it as something that I could use. And so literally they got thrown into the front yard, many thousand dollars worth of mushrooms. <laughs> and so now I would say, find something that you can own, that you can draw your power back inside you, that helps you feel powerful. So whether it's like surrounding yourself with other moms that are that are tapped in, you know, that make you feel empowered or even that challenge you, but challenge you in a good way, not like, what the fuck you're wearing, but like, you know, like how they're growing their spiritual life or how they're growing and empowering themselves as women and what they find lights them on fire. I started microdosing because looking at a big microdose wasn't in my mom brain, wasn't a possibility because I still couldn't check out that long for my kid. And so just starting with a little bit of a microdose, and that began the intention setting for me of like, I'm going to take this, but I'm going to own it and start journaling and start putting my intentions that I'm going to start changing my perspective. And so, yeah, with a microdose, you know, it takes a little bit longer to feel like you're the bird. You might not feel like you're the bird, but you won't feel like you're the ant as well. And so, I think in whatever way possible, you can start to own something and make it yours and take just a little bit of power back or surround yourself with powerful women that challenge you, but you don't, you know, you don't feel intimidated by is a really good start. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Thanks for coming to the show. And it was just wonderful to have you. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you for all your help and love and support and your beautiful face. I just love it. I'm so glad I got to see it again. You too, Jeannie. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find all the information that you need to learn everything about this retreat on EleusiniaRetreat.com. We are a retreat that offers ongoing integration support, breathwork classes, and cultivation support after you have attended this retreat. It's an amazing experience that's one of its kind. If you're looking for a science-based retreat, something out of the box, something to change your life, something to add to your practice, this is where you really need to start, EleusiniaRetreat.com.